Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Money Multiplier Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, and we ask ourselves, do our dollars make sense? So I am on the road right now. I'm reporting from Black Mountain, North Carolina. And as you can see behind me, I got my van here. We're at a little campground and uh, Daisy's inside. She's just hanging out in the AC. But one thing I forgot before I left town, I, for, I forgot my freaking mic stand. So you can see I'm holding my mic today. <laughs> so hopefully the audio uh, comes through clearly, um, but bear with me, okay? So th there's only gonna be a few episodes uh, like this. I'm on the road for about a month right now and uh, I'm excited, it's summertime. You like my hat? I'm in the summertime spirit. I wear this hat when I'm outside gardening a lot, so. Well, welcome. So thanks for joining me today. If this is your first ever episode, hit that subscribe button. Give us a like, five stars, all of the jazz, and thanks for joining us in the community. So some of y'all have read the book, you know, what would the Rockefellers do? And a lot of it talks about truly creating family legacy and building that generational wealth. And so how are families like the Rockefellers, the Morgan, Stanley's, Barclays, you know, how are they truly creating this generational wealth for themselves and the family? So we're gonna discuss that in today's episode, but before we get into it, Tonight is the night. So August 22nd, today, uh, Pops and I were hosting a free three-hour live training, and uh, you can register. It's free to join. Uh, click the link down below, and you can register with us. So I hope to see you on this evening. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. So what does it mean to truly keep the money in the family? Let's talk about what you're doing right now. All right, you go out there and you create your money. I don't care how you create the money. You go out there, you work, you produce the active income, or maybe you have some passive money that's coming through. But you go out there and you create the money. Then what do you do with that money? Well, typically what some folks will do is they'll take the money in and they will deposit it into their normal checking savings accounts. Maybe they'll start putting money into a 401k, IRA, self-directed account. Maybe they got a brokerage account or a CD that they're putting the money in. So you go work for the money and then you gotta store it somewhere. Let's talk about where people are mostly storing their wealth right now, which is inside of a normal checking or savings account. So here's a little exercise I want y'all to do. Go grab a piece of paper and a pen. No, go grab it. I'll wait. Okay, you got your, uh, you got your pencil, pen, and a piece of paper. Let's get into it. What I want you to do is I want you to draw a T. All right, just draw a big old T, and this is gonna be our T chart here. So a line across, and then a line down the middle on your piece of paper. On the left-hand side of that T, I want you to write the word bank. Okay, that is your bank account. On the right-hand side, I want you, there's a little buggy. <laughs> on the right-hand side, I want you to put whole life your whole life policy. 
Now, for some of my folks, if this is your first time ever tuning in to the Money Multiplier podcast, I would pause the episode right here because what we're doing is we're building off of what we already know about the whole life policies. Um, So you can go to our website, themoneymultiplier.com forward slash presentation, where we really lay down the foundation knowledge of why are we practicing whole life? What are we doing with the product? How are we doing it? So you can go discover more of the basics over there. But um, but for this example, we're comparing what a bank account does. And then on your right hand side of the chart, we're going to put whole life. Now, all I want to do is I just want to compare the two vehicles. Let's just compare the facts from the two vehicles. So in my bank account, how much do I earn down at the local bank? I know it's not a whole lot. I would say maybe it's 0.06 or 0.07%. All right, so I want you underneath the bank, I want you to put put 0.06%. That's what I earn inside of my bank account. On the whole life side, how much can I how much can I earn inside of a whole life policy contract? Well, it's anywhere from 2% to 3 and a quarter percent, 3.25. I want you to write that on the whole life side. Whole life can earn anywhere from 2 to 3 and a quarter percent guaranteed interest. Now, the money that's inside of the bank account that you're earning, is that taxable or tax-free growth? that's taxable growth. I know it's only 0.06%, but that's taxable money right there that they're charging you. So write taxable underneath the bank. On the whole life side, is whole life taxable? No. I want you to write non-taxable on the whole life side. Now, why do we put money in the bank? Well, I put money in the bank because, you know, maybe I want to safely store it. I don't want to leave it underneath my mattress uh, where it can maybe be subject to a, uh, if my house burns down, it'll go up in flames with it, right? So we store it at the bank because, hey, it's there and, and it's being held somewhere, right? So underneath the bank account, we put that it's liquid. It is liquid money. If I ever go down to the bank and I want to take the money out, the banker will give me that money. Now, I do agree. There are some instances, which I don't want to get into in today's episode, but if you go down to the bank and you try to withdraw a large cash withdrawal, do you think they're going to have all that money sitting back there at the back reserves? I don't think so, but we're not going to talk about that on today's episode. So it is liquid money, right? We can go and take the money out whenever we please. So liquid money over there at the bank. In the whole life policy, does the whole life policy have liquid money? Absolutely. What do I tell you? Policy loans are made available within 30 days. So you do have liquid money coming from the whole life policy. Here's something else about the whole life policy. Don't we have a death benefit on that thing? Oh, absolutely. You got a death benefit on that policy. Underneath whole life as well, I want you to write that you got a death benefit because it's not an if you die, it's a when you die. Does your bank account, does your bank account have a death benefit? No, it doesn't. So I want you to write no death benefit now on the bank side. Let's talk about something else. If you ever get sued, you find yourself in a lawsuit, that bank account 
can they come after the money that's sitting inside of that bank account? Oh, absolutely they can. So your money sitting inside the bank account, it's unprotected. If you got liens, lawsuits, judgments against you, they can come after the money in the bank account. How about the whole life side? Is the whole life protected? Absolutely it is. So bank account side, I want you to write unprotected. Whole life side, I want you to write protected. Lastly, is your money safe being stored down at the local bank? Kind of to go back on my last point that I just mentioned. No, it's not. If you really think your money's backed up by the FDIC, we got to have a come to Jesus meeting right now. It is not protected down at the local bank and it is unstable. Banks are unstable. Why? Fractional reserve lending. That's really why the big hopes and, and we think and we hope that not everybody is going to come and do a run on the banks at one point in time. Anywho, whole life. Is whole life stable? Are these mutually owned insurance companies, are they really stable? Well, if you go back through history, these whole life insurance companies, they have been around for a long, long time. Late 1800s, early 1900s is when these insurance companies got established. Since then, they have been paying dividends surplus back to their policy holders for over 100 plus consecutive years. So absolutely, they are stable. High level, the big major difference is, it's just because banks, they operate on different principles. The fractional reserve lending system that banks do versus insurance companies that operate off of safe, sound principles that's called really Austrian economics. I personally called the infinite banking concept Austrian economics in action. So. Now that you have your T-chart, let me show you my T-chart so you can mimic me. See my T-chart right there? All right, so that's what we got on our paper. Now what I want you to do is I want you to take that piece of paper and I want you to go post it up on your fridge. I want you to look at that piece of paper every single day. This is why we're storing the wealth inside of the insurance companies and inside of our policies. It's safe, it's protected. I'm getting higher interest than what I am down at the local bank. It's still liquid, it's not taxable. I'm protecting it from government loss and others and it's a stable company that has sustained the test of times during the big economic dumpster fire flames that happened during the 2008 era, the Civil War era, the Great Depression. Why were these insurance companies still paying out dividends during those total economic catastrophes? It gets pretty interesting when you start to peel back the onion. So this is why we're using the vehicle of a whole life insurance policy. And this is why and how families like the Rockefellers are keeping the money in the family. They're using vehicles like a whole life policy. The Rockefeller family is not going out there putting their money into a 401k or, or, or investing into the markets and, and things like that. They want to keep the money in the family and they want to control control the risk that they take with the, their hard-earned dollars that they've earned. Hold on, there's a bug on the camera. All right, okay, we're good. 
So here's the mindset shift I really want you to start making. When you put your premium deposit, notice how I say the word deposit, when that premium deposit goes into the policy, you immediately have cash value in there that you can take out and start using. My definition of immediately is within 30 days. And then on top of that, I have the permanent guaranteed death benefit as well. So I can use my good dollars today and also leave my family with the death benefit when I am no longer here. Let's talk about why generational wealth really matters. Why does it really matter? I kind of think about this and I think it's more of like a, honestly, I kind of feel like it's more of a philosophy question because I know some people, they could roam this earth, they build up all this wealth and then they say, hey, bury me in the ground with the money that I made, right? I mean, generational wealth can mean some, something different to different people. But I want to share Chris Noggle's story. Some of y'all know Chris Noggle. He, he's a mentor on the team, very active out there on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and others. So, you know, Chris, his definition of generational wealth is, is that he actually has entities, his policies, and different trusts in play that when Chris is no longer here, that death benefit money is going to get paid out and then he has it established within a trust that hey each birthday for my grandchildren and my children so right now he just has his one baby girl vivi so when vivi every single birthday that vivi goes to or i should say goes through every every year that she goes through her and her children are going to receive birthday money from Grandpa Chris. That's what Chris wants to do. He wants to set up that each year that they turn a year older, they are going to get a check in the mail from Grandpa Chris Noggle, and they're going to say, thank you, Grandpa Chris. This, this thing is really, really cool that you're doing for me. So really, if you think about why generational wealth matters, to me, I think it really means leaving your footprint here on this planet and kind of leaving your family better than how you arrived. The biggest thing for me is, is that I saw the sacrifice that my mom and did for my brother and I to go out there and build this empire that we have now. So what I really want to do is I want to carry on the legacy and keep it pushing to the next generation. My family, we did not come from money. Dad, if y'all read dad's book, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery, you know his background of how he dropped out of high school. I, I don't even think he finished up till junior high, I think is when he dropped out. And from there, they really didn't have a lot. He grew up in the back of vacuum cleaning stores, getting paper airplanes for his Christmas presents and eating hush puppies for his dinner meal at night. You know, so dad really ne never came from a lot of money. And so really what he has built up to this point is him and his hard earned work that he's put into it. So what I really wanna do, so, so what dad, I should say what dad did is he has left our family better than how he arrived. So now what I have to do is take this to the next level and keep elevating that family legacy. So 
I think we really need to start talking about money, family plans, what's important to us, because everybody's different. You know, no, not everybody wants to go buy a conversion van and travel around the country. That just may not be everybody's thing that they want to do. But you got to find your passions of where you want to see yourself go and the family go in that direction. And how can you leave this place uh, better than how you found it? That's really what I think think is creating generational wealth that you can keep accelerating the family to that next level. So now here's the thing, you know, what we're really doing with the policies and how we're creating generational wealth is is that you can use the whole life insurance policy today. Use the living benefits today. Use the cash values and go out there and buy yourself cash flowing assets. I know we talk a lot about real estate and like rental properties and things, but what if your passion is you want to have a museum or what if you want to establish establish a park or a church or you want to start a school maybe that's your passion and that's how you want to leave your generational wealth to the next generation <laughs> for lack of better words so why we're using the vehicle of the whole life is because I can use the good dollars today to go buy myself cash flowing assets and then when I graduate, that death benefit is now going to get paid out to my beneficiaries. So the whole idea and the philosophy here is now teach that financial literacy to the next generation, your next heirs, so that then they take the death benefit money. Now they go out, start more policies, and they go buy more cash flowing assets and that whole cycle just rinse and repeats itself. That's all we're doing. It's really not that complicated, y'all. It's just the mindset shift. I know, I know it's hard. And I think it's so easy for me just because I didn't have to go unlearn all of the BS that y'all learned growing up. But I'm telling you, this stuff is really not that complicated. You just gotta change the conventional wisdom and thinking that you've been taught since day one. So that's what that book is talking about. What would the Rockefellers do? This is how they're passing on the general generational legacy and wealth to the next generation. Policies creating their own privatized banking system. They're keeping the money in the family. All of the interest, profits, and dividends get collected within the family and not the conventional banks, government, and others. So they're keeping the money in the family. Then they're using the cash values to go buy themselves more cash flowing assets. And then when they graduate, the death benefit gets passed on they take the death benefit money go buy more policies use the cash values to go do x y and z business ventures that they're passionate about and creates passive cash flow to the family death benefit now gets paid on to the next generation do you see how powerful this stuff really is y'all i know i say that a lot but i hope you really see the true passion that i have for this because you really need to understand this powerful information and stop being slaves to the government the federal reserve system and the central banks I hope this helped. I hope I taught y'all something new. 
And as always, you know, reach out to me. I, I want you, actually, I'm going to leave you all with a challenge here. Before I go, I'm going to leave you with a challenge. Because we're sitting here at the end of August, you know, the holiday season is going to approach soon. And I want to challenge y'all. I want you to start talking about money in the family. You don't got to start talking about how much you make Uncle Joe or um, um, and things like that. You know, you don't got to talk about that. I want you to talk about, hey, where do you see our family going? What passions do you have in your life? What are the dreams and the goals that you want to do? If money was not an issue, what would you do with your time that you have here on earth? And I want you to start talking about that with the family. And I want you all to start getting on the same page. I know sometimes when it comes to the infinite banking concept, friends and families are the worst people to talk to. Okay, you cannot be a prophet in your own town. Y'all have heard that saying before. And now you can, right? You can. But it is hard because they look at you as that friend, that daughter, etc. But I want you to start challenging the thinking and I want you to expand the mindset to think bigger, think more, think about what you can really do to leave the footprint here on this planet. So thanks for tuning in today. Next week, we'll be back with another episode and I'll be in another location. Maybe Pops will be with me. That's actually where I'm headed to right now. So I'm here in the Carolinas, then I'm going 40 west. I'm on I-40 right now, heading west. I'm going to uh, Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri, meeting up with dad, and we have a few uh, travel plans. We got to hit Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and Michigan, Lake Michigan, all next week. So stay tuned. We got a busy, busy schedule, but I'm always here to help and serve y'all. So please reach out to me. Let me know what questions that you have and how I can help serve you and your family better. Until next time, everybody. See you.